Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn 181, excuse me. Loving Father, we thy children look to thee in fear's dark night, while the angels of thy presence guide us upward to the light. Hymn 181. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, follow it through to the place that says, click here for the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And the theme for tonight is, Awake to the Kingdom Within. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. From the Bible, Matthew. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. 
and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Luke. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. James, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart. Ye double-minded, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Matthew, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Revelation. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Isaiah. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. What is the kingdom of heaven? The abode of spirit, the realm of the real. No matter is there, no night is there, nothing that maketh or worketh a lie. The kingdom of heaven is the reign of divine science. It is a mental state. Jesus said it is within you and taught us to pray, thy kingdom come. But he did not teach us to pray for death whereby to gain heaven. We do not look into darkness for light. Death can never usher in the dawn of science that reveals the spiritual facts of man's life here and now. Heaven represents harmony, and divine science interprets the principle of heavenly harmony. The great miracle to human sense is divine love, and the grand necessity of existence is to gain the true idea of what constitutes the kingdom of heaven in man. This goal is never reached while we hate our neighbor or entertain a false estimate of anyone whom God has appointed to voice his word. Again, without a correct sense of its highest visible idea, we can never understand the divine principle. Unless the harmony and immortality of man are becoming more apparent, we are not gaining the true idea of God, and the body will reflect what governs it, whether it be truth or error, understanding or belief, spirit or matter. Therefore, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Mortals must gravitate Godward their affections and aims grow spiritual. They must near the broader interpretations of being and gain some proper sense of the infinite 
in order that sin and mortality may be put off. This scientific sense of being, forsaking matter for spirit, by no means suggests man's absorption into deity and the loss of his identity, but confers upon man enlarged individuality, a wider sphere of thought and action, a more expansive love, a higher and more permanent peace. Lulled by stupefying illusions, the world is asleep in the cradle of infancy, dreaming away the hours. Material sense does not unfold the facts of existence, but spiritual sense lifts human consciousness into eternal truth. Humanity advances slowly out of the sinning sense into spiritual understanding. Unwillingness to learn all things rightly binds Christendom with chains. Love will finally mark the hour of harmony and spiritualization will follow for love is spirit. Before error is wholly destroyed, there will be interruptions of the general material routine. Earth will become dreary and desolate but summer and winter, seed time and harvest, though in changed forms, will continue unto the end, until the final spiritualization of all things. The darkest hour precedes the dawn. This material world is even now becoming the arena for conflicting forces. On one side, there will be discord and dismay. On the other side, there will be science and peace. The breaking up of material beliefs may seem to be famine and pestilence, want and woe, sin, sickness and death, which assume new phases until their nothingness appears. These disturbances will continue until the end of error, when all discord will be swallowed up in spiritual truth. Mortal error will vanish in a moral chemicalization. This mental fermentation has begun and will continue until all errors of belief yield to understanding. Belief is changeable, but spiritual understanding is changeless. As this consummation draws nearer, he who has shaped his course in accordance with divine science will endure to the end. All material knowledge diminishes and spiritual understanding increases. Real objects will be apprehended mentally instead of materially. During this final conflict, wicked minds will endeavor to find means by which to accomplish more evil. But those who discern Christian science will hold crime in check. They will aid in the ejection of error. They will maintain law and order and cheerfully await the certainty of ultimate perfection. The more destructive matter becomes, the more its nothingness will appear. 
until matter reaches its mortal zenith in illusion and forever disappears. Christian science appeals loudly to those asleep upon the hilltops of Zion. It is a clarion call to the reign of righteousness, to the kingdom of heaven within us and on earth, and love is the way always. Christ Jesus reckoned man in science having the kingdom of heaven within him. He also said, the kingdom of God is within you. Know then that you possess sovereign power to think and act rightly, and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. If you maintain this position, who or what can cause you to sin or suffer? Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Such a heavenly assurance ends all warfare and bids tumult cease. For the good fight we have waged is over, and divine love gives us the true sense of victory. He who gains self-knowledge, self-control, and the kingdom of heaven within himself, within his own consciousness, is saved through Christ's truth. A moment, a moment of silent, of silent prayer. prayer. And then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 75. God comes with succor speedy to those who suffer wrong. 
to help the poor and needy and bid the weak be strong. He comes to break oppression, to set the captive free, to take away transgression and rule in equity. Hymn number 75. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for March 3rd, 2021. Welcome one and all. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website, plainfieldcs.com. 
We have so much material to offer to the public free of charge. It's all healing and inspiring material for your reading, studying, listening, etc. There are a few things I'd like to point out that we're featuring on our uh, website. Uh, one of them being the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And there's an, an article there entitled, God Working With Us by Edward Kimball. So if you've ever questioned, is God really working with you and us? Read this article. It's very helpful. And there's one other item I'd like to point out. Our uh, feature of Noteworthy News has been updated recently with new material. And there's an article on there now that is about the most adorable thing anybody could possibly ever read. It's about a four-year-old girl who had her birthday party saved by a parade of garbage trucks. Now, if that's not enough to melt anybody's heart, I don't know what is. Look at it, noteworthy news. Okay. Join us every Sunday here. We start Sundays at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. And we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference of its own, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. And one more item. Uh, we're going to have a Bible study this coming Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. The study questions are posted on the website, so make sure you take a Good look at the questions and do some preparation because we're going to have a very lively discussion this Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning. Join us. Okay. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, a section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we would kindly request that you keep it within four minutes so that everyone will have the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, uh, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Uh, but remember also that if you, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. 
And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, one morning about a week or so ago, I woke up and I was feeling very weak and out of it. A quote from the Bible came to me. It was, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. I stuck to that thought, knowing that nothing else could be true. In about half an hour or so, I was feeling absolutely fine, and it's never come back. I'm grateful for this quick healing. I'm grateful to be a member here for Christian Science, for the healing practitioners, and thank you, Florence, for those readings. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Thank you, Florence, for those timely readings. Um, I had an interesting encounter last week. The other day while I was biking, I passed by an acquaintance whom I hadn't seen in a while and gave her a loving greeting. She responded in kind with a cheery greeting. And after I biked past, I thought about how cheery and upbeat she always is and decided to stop on the way back and tell her just that. Well, when I did, she responded with a big smile and said, I love being happy. I've been thinking a lot about what she said, that she loved being happy. She doesn't wait for something good to happen to her in order to be happy. She just <laughs> is happy and loves being so. She has made a conscious decision to be happy all the time. It's like what we're taught in this church here, that joy is from God and is ever-present and always available to us. There's a solo that is often sung in our church with, which says, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. That is, free from any false beliefs such as condemnation, regret, and guilt. What a very good thing to remember during this Lenten season. And what a great reason to love being happy, that we are free. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the wonderful lessons God gives us, even from the simplest things in life. And I'm so grateful to have learned from the teaching here what makes me and all of us truly happy. So grateful for practitioner help, for this church service, and to be together tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the readings, and Lawrence, and also just for the previous testimony. Uh, I'm here uh, giving a, test a testimony about a healing that happened very recently, like last night. I was pouring boiling water into a teacup when the cup slipped out of my hand and it broke on the floor on top of my foot. And the wool sock that I was wearing absorbed the boiling water and I felt as though my foot was on fire. I ripped off the sock and I tried to still my thought and squelch the pain, but it was intense, almost unbearable, and I could hardly breathe. This happened just before the Tuesday evening unity watch. I stayed with the watch for as long as I could, but I couldn't stand the pain. 
my husband lovingly assured me that he would work for me. So I found that the cold air really helped. I bundled up, went outside into the cold night air, walking in circles around the large deck, declaring the truth that we love and worship. I looked up at the beautiful night sky. The magnificence of the brilliant stars helped to expand my thought. Orion's belt was as clear as a bell. With each step, I declared the scientific statement of being and many familiar prayers with particular emphasis on spirit being immortal truth and matter mortal error, spirit the real and eternal, matter the unreal and temporal. Outside in the cold, I barely noticed the pain, but when I went inside, it started all over again. I did notice that unlike previous challenging times, I did not condemn myself, nor did I look for a reason why this happened to me. Instead, even with the pain, I felt assurance and comfort, and this was a huge step forward for me. Meanwhile, my husband continued praying. He was very confident and didn't let up treating the claim which he boiled down to animal magnetism. Each of us in our own way worked for an hour or two. I was still hurting, but then I was too cold to stay outside, so I came inside and discovered that setting my foot on ice helped to alleviate the pain. In a very short time, I was able to breathe normally, and the pain had subsided. I wondered if I'd be able to sleep with the cover pressed against my foot, but I managed to sleep just fine. And in the morning, I didn't look at my foot, but I noticed under my sock there was a large bump that I thought must be a blister. I went about my day unhindered, and later I noticed the bump was gone, and now there was absolutely no sign that any of this had even ever happened. I just want to thank everyone at the Plainfield Church for establishing such a beautiful and strong program with so many outreach activities. It has reignited my faith in healing. The fervent love for Christian science and the fidelity to Mary Baker Eddy's teachings is giving me strength and courage, guiding me and greatly enriching my sense of purpose. Thank you. Thank you. Ron. Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead. Good evening. I would like to corroborate the healing demonstration that Linda just described. To hear someone you love cry out in pain is very unsettling. I had never experienced that to such a degree in all the years we've been together. I first had to break from the emotional empathy I felt in order to get to where I could turn, tune, tune into reality. I could not make a scalded foot into an idol or or false god God that was wanting to attain power over us. I first dealt with fear, calming any sense of fear with the understanding that all effect results from only one cause, that being God, all good. There could not possibly be any negative effect. I held to the understanding that malicious animal magnetism had no power to interfere with or in any way affect the church's watch we were preparing for. In fact, it was a thought in the preparatory readings for the watch that I found inspirational. Quote, 
evil is powerless and cannot argue with suggestions of sickness, condemnation, or any other false claim to disrupt our God-given union with divine good. God, good, is ever-present and supreme. I worked with the scientific statement of being and continued looking away from the error and towards God's kingdom. Seeing Linda as a perfect idea, as a reflection of all good, knowing the light that guides cannot lead to anywhere other than where harmony reigns. In a few hours, Linda reported that the pain had lifted. She was free from that false belief. How grateful I am to God, the all-powerful, and to Plainfield Independent, especially for the watches, which keeps me alert to the wily ways of the devil and allows me the opportunity to do work for the world and for the services provided by Plainfield Independent, a church I have grown to love. Thank you. Thank you. Betty from California, go ahead. Good evening. <clears throat> um, thank you for the music and for the readings tonight. Um, last year, I expressed gratitude for a trip taken at Christmas time to visit my son and his family. We made the same trip this year, and it was just as good, if not better. Again, this isn't just a testimony about a trip, but the healing of some family issues of several years standing, in particular regarding my daughter-in-law, whom I now hold in much love. Anger, resentment, tears, pride, and other manifestations of personal sense on my part have been healed with a lot of practitioner help and some bumps along the way. There were sometimes... Um, of learning to stand up to error and to stand up for what is right, as well as learning that, quote, Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth, unquote. Tonight, I'd like to share a bit more about the redeemed part. For weeks during the early part of this demonstration, I had been going around and around about what she, my daughter-in-law, had said or done during a particular time frame um, during the first part of the healing. Finally, I would just lay down exhausted to take a nap, and I remember saying, God, please help me. And in a few moments, I felt this feeling of God's love surround me, and then I fell asleep. Well, this happened about three times, and I feel like that this was the beginning of the process of healing. I felt that I had been redeemed by God, and I still do. I, was, I am very grateful for all of these lessons learned with the help of a Christian science, with the help of Christian science, as taught here in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, and for the help of a Plainfield practitioner. I'd also like to add a little side note. It's a little humorous in, in a way. And it's funny because my husband keeps saying, oh, man, she's really just changed so much. And I have to laugh to myself because she didn't change. I did. <laughs> and anyway, I'm just so grateful for this healing. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you. 
Someone's calling from area code 647-298. Please announce yourself and go ahead with your testimony. I believe it's me. It's Patricia from Ontario. Um, Beautiful readings. I'm going to tell about one of the first healings I had many years ago. Can you hear me? Yes, we're hearing you very well. Go ahead. Thank you. This is the first time I've called in. Um, I was living at the time in an apartment above a grocery store in Toronto, Canada. And one day I began to feel worse and worse and worse until in the evening when I was doing some grocery shopping, I felt so sick to my stomach that I had to quit shopping and leave my full cart of groceries and go on back upstairs to my apartment. And I made it just in time crawling on my hands and knees on the carpet across the living room to the far side. I just made it to the phone and had trouble dialing. There was only one phone number I could remember. I called a fellow member of the church and asked for prayer, thinking to ask him to pray a little later because I knew he had been working hard and had just taken a break to visit his parents, who he hadn't seen in quite a while. And I envisioned that he was probably sitting down to supper, which his mom always put a lot of effort into. And so I just hated to call him and disturb them. But my need was so great. But he said, sure, I'll stop and pray for you. And he told me some spiritual truth, and I don't remember it just now, but I do remember being so touched at the kindness and love expressed by this church member, I thought to myself, whoa, if this is human love, albeit divinely inspired, what must divine love be like? And I thought about that and thought about it. My divine father, mother's love. Wow. It was like realizing I'm at my father, mother, lover love's place right now. And then I crawled across the carpet on my hands and knees with great effort and just managed to get up on the couch and I was instantly healed. I'm talking all better. I thought to myself, well, if it was that easy to pray and heal, I should have done it myself. And that caused me to look deeper for more spiritual understanding. I'm so grateful for Jesus' wonderful example and Mary Baker Eddy's discovery of the science of Christianity. And I'm very grateful to God for recently leading me to the Plainfield Church, which has jolted me into deeper study and prayer. My thanks to all the dedicated workers here. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. I'm grateful for all of the helpful material that's provided in this church, which reminds and assures me that I don't need to be working hard trying to get or gain anything. And rather, I should not accept or create any mental barriers that would keep me from seeing what God is already providing. I've been working regularly with the article Place by Mary Baker Eddy, as day finance by Bicknell Young, which all in some way emphasize 
that is necessary for me to acknowledge and hold to the truth and certainty of God's perfect operation, which meets every need. On page 261 of Science and Health, it states, Hold thought steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to their occupancy of your thought. This is specific instruction on the right way to work, and I'm thankful for the perpetual progress that's resulting from this promise. Thank you so much for tonight's uplifting and encouraging reading and for all the testimonies given so far and those to be given tonight. I'm very grateful to be a part of this meeting tonight. Thank you. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Good evening. I wish to express my gratitude for our practitioners who so wonderfully help us when we are in need. Recently, I was in need of some pro a problem, and I called the practitioner, and almost immediately, I had immediate results, and I was healed completely. Thank you so much for this wonderful healing. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be here, to be learning Christian science, and having this opportunity to get closer and closer to who and what God made me to be. Before I was brought to this church, as far back as I can remember, I always had this desire to be this nameless, forgettable, near-invisible person. Very early on, I came to equate other people's attention with trouble and abuse. So I did my best to be quiet and to like have a minimal footprint in people's lives. Coming to Plainfield started this process of healing and understanding that has slowly chipped away at that awful self-image. The first full day I was here back in 2013, a church member brought me to lunch. About a week later, we went back to that same restaurant and the lady there remembered me and remembered what I ordered. It's funny to recall what a shocker was to me, but it was just the beginning of moving on from that old self-imposed identity. I see now, after nearly eight years here, that God created us all to be his expressions and manifestations. And no part of that comes with the desire to play small or be forgotten. It is wrong thinking that wants to be hidden. This church and regular practitioners support these years have shown me what right thinking is. And with every step in my spiritual growth, some bit of that past wrong thinking has been exposed, those limitations have been shed, and I have been happier and more useful to God <clears throat> with each advance. And it occurred to me today that my brothers and sisters in Christ should know who I am, and I should know them, and there should be love and gratitude for each other. I certainly don't want anyone anywhere to feel the way I once did. And the only proven way to get from there to here is Christian science. I'm so thankful to be a part of this mission. Thank you. Thank you. Carol. 
I'm very grateful for a case of mental surgery that I experienced a few weeks ago. Hurrying down my back steps one evening, I missed the bottom step and fell on my driveway. At first I became angry at myself for rushing again, but soon caught myself and instead prayed that I could not fall out of God's love. As soon as I could, I called a Plainfield practitioner for help, and she reminded me that Mrs. Eddy says, there are no accidents in divine mind, and to work with the 91st Psalm and pages 390 to 393 in Science and Health, and she said she would pray for me. Amazingly, the pain stopped right away. There was clearly something wrong with the arm, so we put it in a sling to hold it steady, and I studied the readings the practitioner had given to me. I slept peacefully the whole night and was able to do everything I needed to do the next day. The arm felt better every day, but after a few days, I felt I should have it looked at. With practitioner support, God led me to an orthopedist who is very kind and has a very positive attitude and had x-rays taken. The orthopedist said the bone was broken clear through at the shoulder, but that everything was perfectly positioned and that it was already healing beautifully. He said a break like this would normally require surgery but that it was positioned so perfectly that surgery would not be needed at all. Proof that God is the great physician. Since I had some mobility issues, again, God led me to a therapist who also has a very positive attitude. And I am now able to wash my hair myself and reach into my kitchen cabinets. I am very grateful to God for this wonderful healing and to the practitioner for her very effective prayers and support every step of the way and for the lesson learned to never ever rush. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Hello and thank you for the readings and our music. Tonight, I would like to offer my gratitude to the entire Plainfield Independent Christian Chimes Church and all its activities, and everyone affiliated with the church, including the people who call in and view the website. The enormity of the outpouring of God's truth being shared with the world through the Bible, Science and Health, written by Mary Baker Eddy, the healing work of our practitioners and the writings by early workers is having a great impact on mankind. The lesson this week on man, called man, represents the loving messages that heal and bring comfort to people all over the world. In learning here that we are the image and likeness of God, goodness, soul, mind, etc., has changed the way I think and act. As a young child has said recently, I am God's love. Each day I pray to be worthy of this spiritual truth and live accordingly. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Church. 
I love you. Thank you. Sharon. I found this statement that's been very helpful to me. It's God is ever opening a way for us through whatever barriers Aaron may try to put in our path. And that's by Joseph Carl Markstein. And I thought about this. Sometimes working on, I'm working on a problem and it just seems like something's there. But God is opening the way. It's not once in a while or sometimes, it's all the time. And of course, the barrier gets removed and the healing is there. I'm just so grateful for Christian Science, for Mrs. Eddy, and for this church that taught me to take a statement and use it and make it my own. This is a wonderful place to be, and I'm so grateful for practitioner help, and thank you for the readings. Thank you. Craig. I really love those readings, and uh, Florence. And they, they just made me so happy that, that we had this work to do. And then ages passed. It, it was preserved, and they had work to do, and they did it. And a great joy that uh, there is for everybody that gets involved and, and uh, has the peace of having pleased God at doing good in this world, the Christian science. Just, uh, I, I realized just uh, last week in a roundtable that the more I learned about Mary Baker Eddy, the easier it was that I could be healed and be helped, and how easier I could understand what I was reading in, in Science and Health. And it, it started about uh, well, quite a while ago when I first had my first request to practitioner help. And I was told to read about Mary Baker Eddy. And as I learned about her crosses and crowns that she <clears throat> experienced, it just meant so much that she was just love and that it was God's expression of love that she experienced. And then we had that opportunity also. And I just felt closer and the readings made more sense. And when I called the practitioner, I felt more quickly fixed, or things in my life getting better, which uh, I s is still going on. And recently, a friend here uh, found a book called Spiritual Healings. And as you feel, read and feel what Mrs. Eddy was feeling, you become more spiritual and you also feel like you can do as she in Christ Jesus says, do the works. All the way through to Revelation, it said, do the works. And I thank God for having so much good literature and such a good environment to learn in and like-minded people to be with online and in present. And it's just a wonderful place for support and growth. For this world, it's a blessing, and it is a light in the world. Dissipates darkness. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for our practitioners here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Yes. Linda. <clears throat> Thank you very much for the readings tonight. 
and the beautiful music. I'm so great, grateful to be here learning how to live a purposeful life and to pray effectively. This has been helping me leave habits of ruminating, of going over and over upsetting thoughts, and getting twisted up in fearful Im imaginations that felt out of control. It was negatively affecting my health, everyday decisions, interactions with others, and tempting me to uh, harmful behaviors. I had been involved with Christian science through the Boston organization since early childhood, but I left it disillusioned after several decades. I then tried other solutions to find peace and release from this fearful thinking. I tried many strategies, but nothing was effective in breaking the stronghold on my life. It wasn't until I started regular support with my Plainfield practitioner and attending the weekly classes here that I start to feel a change taking place. I found relief in the practical steps I could use daily and listening to the audios on the website had constructed healing messages to fill up my thought and wash out these unhealthy um, thinking or these unhealthy thoughts that were coming. And then I would carry citations around with me in my pocket from the lesson. I started practicing gratitude. Just if I started feeling any negativity, I'd start thinking of all the things I could be grateful for, sometimes as simple as just having a pencil. And then I would go to the hymns and memorize the 91st Psalm, all things that were given to me by my practitioner to do. And participating here gave me new activities that kept me active and helpful things. Through my practitioner's prayers and instructions, I was able to stand up to this imposition on my thinking and then continually fill it with the truth found in the Bible and Mrs. Eddy's writings. This was very different than before when I was just reading words without understanding or living Christian science in my daily life because now it was being correctly taught. I had begun anew step by step, but the strength that comes from this beautiful Christian science is the, is the only thing that could save me. I'm very grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, Mrs. Eddy, my practitioner in this church. Thank you. Florence, Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for your contribution and your support to the service. I am so grateful tonight for Mrs. Eddy, for her masterpiece, Science and Health, and all her other writings. And I do pray every day that the right estimate of this wonderful, special gift to mankind will be seen around the world so that her message, the special message of salvation for all the world, may be seen also and accepted. Because great blessings are in these words that she has written. I was so touched by what she says about the kingdom of heaven in miscellaneous writings, the abode of spirit, the realm of the real. No matter is there, no night is there, nothing that maketh or worketh a lie. I don't think I've ever paid too much attention to this one, 
but I was reflecting on how wonderful it would be to recall this when the line suggestions come, especially maybe you, you are in pain or something. She says, there is no matter there and no night there. And this kingdom, as Christ Jesus has said, is within all of us. May all of us wake, awake to what is within us, that we may learn more to nourish and cherish it and gain the understanding and dominion that they give. And so that we may live our lives, that we may be an example to others who might also be influenced and come to the Christ. So grateful to be here tonight. Thank God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and all who did sacrifice and all who are sacrificing now to let this truth go all around the world. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, tonight I'll read from our website bulletin board, The First California. Beautiful readings, wonderful testimonies. I'm amazed at how often the Wednesday meeting address, addresses exactly what I've been working with. I am God in charge. I miss Bruce, but love all the new voices. Alternating seems wise. Thank you to everyone. And then Florida. Thank you so much for broadcasting the church services. You have given back to us our beloved church so we can attend from afar off every Sunday and Wednesday and be blessed with inspiring lesson sermons and fresh and lively solos like the one today. Just a closer walk with thee. We are so grateful. And Virginia, thank you for all the sources of information and the valuable teaching in the February 28th roundtable. In regard to seeing Mrs. Eddy Wright and the failure of the Christian Science Organization in not recognizing our beloved leader in scriptural prophecy, Mary Baker Eddy states in Miscellaneous Writings, page 105, quote, Christian science is my only ideal, and the individual and his ideal can never be severed. If either is misunderstood or maligned, it eclipses the other with a shadow cast by this error." End quote. And then a testimony from California. I would like to express my gratitude for being at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and all that I am learning about God with the support of my Plainfield practitioner. This last weekend, so many incidents requiring different types of immediate responses arose around me. Instead of reacting with a human sense of what needed to be done, I found myself turning to God to know and declare his presence and wait on his guidance. In each situation, the right words came, providing comfort to each person. When I was speaking with my practitioner this morning, I connected my thinking to what I have learned here at Plainfield from the proofing of weekly lessons. Proofing has allowed me to see the difference that occurs when I just get in and do the proofing versus starting with the thought that God is the only mind leading me in reviewing the lesson format and passages. Only when I let God lead me is the outcome blessed and accurate. 
It is a simple lesson to put God first in all things, and I am evidently being put into all kinds of situations to practice it. An article I was working with from the Plainfield Carousel this past week entitled Scientific Thinking from Addresses by Martha Wilcox states, quote, Instruction that is truth trains the human mind to look upon things as they should be seen, as they really are. <clears throat> truth is our life, our mind, end quote. I am so grateful and joyful to be part of this training by truth and being part of this church and my church family. My love to you all. And this is Australia. <clears throat> To the behind-the-scene folk, the regular speakers of Roundtable and the Bible Study Group, every Sunday, Australian time, I start feeling an inner excitement, childlike, always anticipatory. Why? Because on Monday, the Bible Study Group discussion and the Roundtable discussion will be ready to download via YouTube in Melbourne. Yippee! <laughs> I am enormously appreciative of the behind-scene effort that makes it all possible for me to be a part of the discussions. It is the knowing that someone else shares my passion for truth that causes my heart to sing as I listen. All of the comments have meaning and purposefully come together during these discussions. And significantly, as a regular listener, it is wonderful that while reflecting upon the discussions during the week, a deeper meaning of life, love, and truth unfolds naturally. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to join in. I am addicted. Hugs, kisses, and the biggest thank you to, to you all. Well, I just have to say, we've been getting a lot of new people from Australia. So as they say, we give a big shout out to our Aussie friends. <laughs> We're so glad to have you with us and that you found us. And we feel a real kinship with you, as we do with all of you. And then England. I'm very grateful for the roundtable and Bible study sessions broadcast by Plainfield. And in particular, I'd like to express my thanks for what was mentioned at one of the recent Bible studies about birthdays. When I went through class with a teacher from the organization, it was very strongly advised that we should not observe birthdays at all, ours or others. Whilst I understand the aim of not thinking about mortal age and getting older, I found this difficult because here, sending birth birthday cards is very much an act of normal caring for one another, to express kind thoughts to them. So I was grateful to hear your idea to remember the day as the anniversary of the day you were put on this earth to do God's work for His glory and to fulfill your divine destiny. This puts God back into the thought and lifts it up rather than trying to delete it entirely and so feels like a much kinder approach to me. So thank you very much. Here the birds are all singing their spring songs. Hope you all are keeping warm if you still have snow. Much gratitude and love to you all. And I would, I would just like to mention to that in the book, The Destiny of the Mother Church by Bliss Knapp, 
there's a, a story in it about Ira Knapp, who was Bliss Knapp's father, who had a very dogmatic sense about, about not celebrating birthdays. And he was a driver of Mrs. Eddy's carriage for a while, and she observed this. So when his birthday came, she made sure to give him a present and send flowers <laughs> just to show that love and to show that love is always the answer, never to be dogmatic about anything. So I love that story. And now, Missouri, a testimony. The first citation in this week's lesson reminded me of a wonderful demonstration of God's protection that I experienced a few years ago. Proverbs 11.3 states, The integrity of the upright shall guide them. As a real estate agent representing seller clients in this instance, I had dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's with regard to a complication of the seller's home just a couple of weeks before the scheduled closing date. It involved a leak in the roof that reappeared as a result of a very long and persistent rainy season. The roof had been previously repaired in years past, which was disclosed clearly by the sellers on the seller's disclosure form, which all parties signed when the house went under contract. When the leak reappeared, a professional roofer was contacted who repaired the roof again and added them, clearly explaining the recent leak and its repair was attached to the orig original seller's disclosure, disclosure and was also signed by all parties. Furthermore, the sellers provided the buyers with a copy of the paid receipt. Not long after closing, the buyers went, were unhappy because the roof apparently leaked again, and they claimed that the sellers and I were not honest in the transaction. The buyers had their attorneys sue me, my broker's company, and the sellers. This was clearly an unfair lawsuit. We had even offered to extend the closing date if the buyers were uncomfortable with the roof situation but they declined and chose to close on the original date. I had to meet with my real estate broker and the company's errors and omissions attorney, at which time I presented my case and explained that there was no basis for the lawsuit and I was willing to go to court over it if necessary, as I had all the documents and emails and text messages needed to prove my case. Needless to say, I was unhappy about my broker having to endure the situation, not to mention that I was unhappy that he might get the impression that I am not honest and, and a professional agent with integrity. And the potential cost of a lawsuit, even with the errors and omissions insurance, would be formidable. However, I had called a Christian science practitioner for assistance through prayer immediately upon learning of the lawsuit, as the temptation to be upset and angry was so very strong. Then, not long after contacting her, I came upon a verse in Psalms closely related to Proverbs 11.3, which brought me great comfort. It reads, Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Psalm 25. I absolutely knew, without a doubt, that my integrity, which I have always guarded and protected very diligently throughout my entire life, 
as a small business owner and an independent contractor could not be besmirched, especially by an unfair and unjust accusation against me and my seller clients. I knew that we had followed all legal and moral steps throughout the transaction while living up to the golden rule. As a result of this firm knowing of the truth and the supportive prayers of the practitioner, I was notified not long afterwards that the lawsuit had dropped. Also, the dishonesty of the buyers was uncovered in a very unusual and unexpected way, which further cleared any potential damage to my integrity, as well as that of my seller clients. Two other citations from Science and Health in this week's lesson on man are relevant to this demonstration. Quote, at all circumstances, at, excuse me, at all times and under all circumstances, overcome evil with good. Know thyself, and God will supply the wisdom and occasion for victory over evil. End quote. And also, quote, hold thought steadfastly to the enduring the good and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to the occupancy of your thought. End quote. And that was Science and Health. I am so grateful for the teachings of our beloved leader, Mary Baker Eddy, which opens up the Bible to us and teach us that it, is a, that it is the guide to life. Any and all answers to any and all of our problems can be found in the Bible and our leader's writings. I am so grateful for the Bible lessons each week that help us keep our thought clear and receptive to learning more of truth each day. Many thanks to the lesson writers and to everyone for sharing your testimonies this week and every week. The courage and persistence demonstrated by each Christian scientist when facing down evil's claims and or pains are always so encouraging and inspiring to all who have ears to hear. I'll just say briefly, too, how very grateful I am for those beautiful readings on the kingdom of heaven within us. And when I read it and thought of all the times we're told that, yes, the kingdom of heaven is within us, that is some awesome thought. And the answers to everything. We are connected to the greatest source, the source of all good. And if we just turn to it and listen to that voice, we are so blessed. And I thought, you know, how we are trained otherwise, we're trained, well, we're trained we don't even know it's there, or we're trained to deny it. But in the beautiful teachings of our Master, Christ Jesus, and Mrs. Eddy's, we learn that, yes, the kingdom of God is within us. And how do, how do we hear that voice? How do we obtain it? by that stillness, by just being still, to shut out all the voices, the harsh noises of the day, as the hymn says, and get ourselves quiet, be still, and know that I am God. And there within are the answers to any problem any of us could ever have. We just get into that great source of all being. I'm so grateful for this beautiful truth that we can use every day, every moment of our lives. I'm so grateful for Mrs. Eddy, our dear church, and for all of you. 
and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 236. O peace of the world, O hope in each breast, O Bethlehem star that ages have blessed. A day of fresh promise breaks over the land. God warfare is doomed, and God's kingdom is at hand. Hymn number 236.